Hi, and welcome back to I Used to Watch This, the podcast where we uh, go back and watch our favorite shows from the 70s and 80s and see what we think about them now. I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. And uh, we're on episode two. Uh, welcome back. And I'm, we're really grateful so far. I just want to say about uh, Facebook likes and shares. That's makes us feel great. There's actually maybe someone listening out there, so that helps us out. Yeah, it's great. We got a couple comments on the website, some some likes and comments on Facebook and uh yeah we're we're really excited to see people getting engaged. Right, exactly. And uh keep it coming and if you listen on iTunes or whatever, uh please feel free to leave us a rating or review. That's always helpful. Um maybe that'll help some other people find us. Uh I do want to say starting off that uh there was again a great response about uh, six minute dollar man. We are going to come back to the show. Today we're not doing it, but we are going to come back for sure because there's a lot of great shows to talk about with that. So, but today, what are we doing today, Mike? Today, we're going to focus on the pilot episode of The Greatest American Hero. Yeah, exactly. And so we're doing the pilots and uh, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was one of my favorite shows as right, a kid. Exactly. Um, I, I really liked it a lot, but uh, <laughs> we're getting an unexpected phone call right now. Um, Someone is violating our, uh, our uh, interrupting us. But Greatest American Hero was one of my favorites growing up. Um, I was really, really into it. Uh, so I was excited that this was going to be our, our second episode. Um, a lot of people um, may not be familiar with it. I'm not sure. I thought it was more popular than, uh, you know, talking to some of my peers today. Some people weren't familiar with it, but it's, it's you know, it's a good good story. Um, it's a show that ran from 81 to 83. Uh, it premiered as a, a two-hour movie, um, and that's what we're actually talking about today is that that pilot episode. Yeah, and it's uh, I didn't know if I'd remember what the pilot movie was, but I was actually surprised I remembered some of the stuff, and I don't know if that's because I noticed that a lot of the clips were used in the intro throughout the series were taken from the pilot. Maybe that's why I thought I remembered more, but uh, I, d- I definitely remember more than I thought, but not the beginning. So uh, you want to go start us off? How do we start off? Yeah, sure. Show? I mean, why don't we start off with, you know, the very, the theme song, right? right. So like, well, if you don't know the show, the theme, yeah. you may know the theme song, um, believe it or not. Um, I'm trying to find now, right? Mike Post is a musician. Uh, lyrics. Let's see. It was sung by Joey Scarberry. Um, not really familiar with these guys at all, but well, Mike posted a ton of stuff. Uh, I thought I looked it up, but I can't remember now. But I looked at his list of shows. There's tons of them, you know, um, that he did the music for. He was probably one of the more popular ones back in that era. Uh, let's see. I got a list here. He did uh, theme songs for Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, The A Team. Oh, nice. NYPD Blue, Renegade, The Rockford Files, Quantum Leap, uh, Magnum P.I., and uh, Hill Street Blues. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so he did a ton. <laughs> yeah, and, and believe it or not, debuted in the top 40, um, hitting number two at one point. One position on the world record world chart. Um, what does so, that mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I guess that's, that's global. Guys, we're going to give you a lot of information, but we don't know what it means either, <laughs> so don't worry about it. <laughs> But I did notice about talking about that song, and I guess it makes sense because of the pilot where we were, I was watching it, and you know, it starts off, and I'm like, 
well, they're playing the music. Where's the dude singing? But I guess it makes sense because the lyrics kind of talk up. They really don't really explain the show, but they talk about him. And I guess since he technically didn't have the suit yet, that I guess they really couldn't do the lyrics. And it makes sense to do it after the after he gets everything, right? Oh yeah, yes, right, right. So it was a little delayed introduction, a little delayed gratification, right, right. <laughs> All right. So, so anyway, this, go ahead. So this movie starred, uh, let's see, Robert Culp was in this movie mm-hmm. or in this show. He was in several TV shows, including, I think, I Spy with Bill Cosby. Right. Um, I, I know he was in other things in movies, but that's the only one that comes to mind right now for me. Yeah, he did a lot. He was a lot of the shows, especially from the, in the 70s. He seemed to do a lot of guest spots, too. I know he was in at least a couple of Columbo's. Um, that I watch regularly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here's, here's a fun fact. He was married five times. Yeah. That's I a lot. Know if that's fun. And, and he, he, <laughs> he uh, passed away in 2010 at the age of 79. Oh, okay. Uh, so he was, he was Bill Maxwell, the uh, FBI person in the movie, FBI agent. Right. And then uh, Katz, what was it? William Katz? William Katz. William Katz. William Katz. No, so he was the the main star, Ralph Hinckley. Right. Um, so he's the guy with the superhero suit. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the movie Carrie. Yeah, that was. Uh-huh. I, I didn't realize that. So that was fun. That yeah, I didn't. I realized it later um, when I saw it again. You know, I, was, I didn't see it probably before this because I would have been too young. But I know I remember watching like a rerun once. I'm like, holy cow, that's the greatest American <laughs> hero. <laughs> and then I, I did find a fact was. that he he uh, auditioned in '75 for the part of Luke Skywalker, which I probably stole your thunder because I know you're that's a Star okay, Wars fan. that's okay. But we'll, we're definitely going to post a link to that YouTube clip because I think it is kind of interesting uh, watching him uh, try out for that. So, um, and also I have a quick note about him again too is his mom was on Perry Mason. Yeah, nice. yeah, I guess he comes from an acting family. Yeah. Yeah, I think his, both his parents were actors. I don't yeah, I don't know who his dad was. <laughs> I guess I didn't find it interesting enough since I didn't write it down. Yeah, yeah. And I wrote, he's 67. I know you were on the age kick last time. So well, yeah. But he was kick. like, he was, what, like 30 something on the show? Was Maybe right? 30. I don't know. Yeah, he, he was pretty young. But, uh, all right. So, all right. so while, we, while we're talking about him and how, like, he looks and everything, <laughs> I don't know. Where I, are you going to go with this? I, I got something I want to throw out. Uh-oh. So, so he reminds me of your college roommate, Alex. <laughs> so, if we can find an old picture of Alex, I think we should do a side by side post. Well, I would have to see if Alex is okay with that. Well, we'll I know what you're saying though, because they both have the curly hair. We'll get permission. Hair. It's more. It's it's more than that. It's just that, <laughs> that is pretty. But he had an awesome do. I don't know. I mean, I think that's just his natural hair too. So yeah. Um, I, I know I tried to make curly hair for myself when I was that age because I thought it was cool, long curly hair, but it never really worked. It was a big dork. When you, in your I look more like Brad Delp, that Delp from uh, Boston, you know, the big, just tight curls, like we're sticking out like this <laughs> instead, of, instead of those nice loose curls or whatever. Anyway, so let's go to the actual show and see what actually happens in it. <laughs> so. We start out for some reason in the middle of the desert. And at first I'm like, are they doing a dune buggy race? What's the deal with right. that? Right. I didn't recall that. 
No, I, mean, I did not remember that. And, and I'm like, watch wait, it. are these guys supposed to be skinheads? <laughs> exactly. My, my yeah, same, they got their white on. t-shirt on, no hair. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, it's a cult. But I'm like, why do all these guys look like Vin Diesel? <laughs> That's yeah, they all, they all shave heads, right. nerd sunglasses, it's like, This is like the precursor to Fast and Furious movies, maybe. And they start off on June Buggies. Or maybe uh, the guy who wrote it saw this and like, you know? He was inspired. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it, and they're all chasing one guy, a businessman in right. suits, right? Also exactly. driving a dune buggy, right? Which is like, where the hell do these dune buggies come from? Is why is some dude, some dude in a three-piece suit there <laughs> exactly. driving around in the desert? Right, right. So eventually, they they catch up with him, or he wipes out, or something. And, and yeah, he kind of like gets stuck in. Like oh, a he puddle. hits a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> He, Which you would think these things can handle because yeah, they're made to be that, but whatever. Exactly. And, you know, but the puddles stopped them. Right. And um, so then, you know, they got out. Someone started singing. Um, and it, it was kind of confusing. Um, they had machine guns. Right. And then some woman with like a really good voice started singing and he ran and then they cut away. Yeah. And they, we, I guess we're supposed to assume that they shot him multiple times since they had 50 machine guns on one guy. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't really show that because, you know, this is, it wasn't really made for, well, I guess maybe, I don't know what it was made for. You think about it. I guess just family friendly would be the yeah. way to say it. Cause it was prime time. Right. So yeah, this was probably premiered at like a 7 PM time slot you right. know, for uh, families to watch and feel good that their kids can see some guy in a superhero suit running around. I don't know. Right, and at least they get Robert Culp out of it because they probably fans of his already from I Spy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so when when they cut away from that and go on to the rest of the show, it's it's quite a while before it ties back. So right, um, so you totally forget about the you do you totally race. forget about it. <laughs> you like what the hell was that all about? You know, so so we go from that to isn't that when. Um, the intro played with the music, or no? It was after a little later. Yeah, Still a little later. Was, yeah, it was kind of weird how the whole thing set up. But yeah, because because then all of a sudden we're back to we show Ralph now, and he's at oh, school, school where he's basically I I mean I guess he is a special ed teacher. He says later I thought he was just like kind of like remember he was in the movie um, summer school with Mark Harmon. <laughs> he gets that. forced to <laughs> he gets forced to teach summer school and he gets all the reject kids. Yeah, well, that's basically what he had, right? He yeah, had the, exactly. He had the, he had class the bad kids, kids. Right. trouble kids, exactly. And uh, I mean, I remember that for sure. I mean, this yeah. is like a more modern day version of uh, like the Sweat Hogs. Yeah, right, right. right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so he, I remember, he walks into the class, and the students are having like a slap fight. Right. Um, yeah. A chair comes flying across the room. Right. Um, and, and he tries to get their attention. They they continue ignoring him. And he slams the chair down. Right. And I think that guy that was even outside with him said, you got to get their attention right away. I think he even yeah. told them to throw the chair back or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think he wanted to at first because, you know. Right. It's like he was taking over this class for this other guy because the other guy couldn't handle it. Yeah. And he yeah, thought. The last guy they said lasted like a week or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, he wanted to make a difference. So right. He, he, was, he was different than everyone else. But I guess he's been doing it for a little while because these guys already know him. Right. Right, because he comes in right away, and they start. Not well, his first day, but yeah, probably early on. Early and on. I do want to mention. I do like to you know mention the attire of the era. I did sure. like his corduroy coat with the patches. I always used to want one of those things with the patches on the sleeves. 
I'm so fashion senseless <laughs> that if I saw that today, I would think it was it was fine. Well, they did come back for a time. My wife told me, and I almost I wanted to get one, but she wouldn't let me. Anyway, not that I would know where I would wear it. Um, what was it? Oh yeah, so Tony was the badass guy. Yes, yeah, he was. Know? He was like Bonzi or whatever. Yeah, Michael Perry. Yeah. yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's like, that's pretty close to what I'd be like. Yeah. Yeah. He was almost like a not smart version of Fonzie, like a, a, a educationally challenged. Fonzie. Well, I don't even know that. They don't, they don't even get into that. They just seem like they're more troublemakers than anything else. Yeah. But uh, I did like how they end up, they're going to box, which I don't think you would see nowadays, you know? But no, I, probably legal problems are on the <laughs> Teacher boxes. Okay, we're going to meet in the ring tomorrow if you want to. Yeah. But although that, I will say that that did uh, make Tony, I don't want to say understand him better, but it gave him some respect. Right? Yeah, it gave him some respect. Exactly. And that's how he got him to put the chair down, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like we were saying. Well, because what did he say to him? <laughs> I, all right. So we're there's some debate over He yeah. says, Tony knocks or throw, someone throws the chair. He says, Hey, Tony, why don't you pick up the chair? And then Tony's like looking at him, like he's going to kick his butt. Right. And then I couldn't really make out what he says, but I thought Hinkley says, Hey man, you want me? You do what I say, which doesn't make any sense. Right. So, but Mike F, you had a, a different interpretation and you, I, you I thought he said, said, you want me, but, here I am, right? Or something like that. Like, cause yeah. basically that they're, yeah, because we're going to fight anyway in the boxing ring. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. So he picks up the chair. So that's a, that's a win for Hinkley. I think. Right. And then that's when Mr. H or Mr. Hinkley announces, okay, we're going on a field trip to the freaking desert. <laughs> yeah. Guys, Wait. we're just going to take a bus and we're going to drive to the desert. No problem. Hey, look, I didn't talk about this ahead of time, but no permission slips. <laughs> I'm sure your parents are fine. That I, your parents? I take you to the desert <laughs> without them knowing. Probably you don't have any money, food, or water. Um, but let's hop in this van and I'll take right. you out to the desert. You guys all have your sunscreen with you, right? It, they never really explained why. Like, right, yeah. He's like, all I want to show you stuff. something, right? Yeah. He says, I want to show you something. What's, there's some Which, things I want you to see. Now, if this was like a movie from this era and someone says, I want to show you something in the desert, they're going to get taken out in the desert. You're going to get buried in the desert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike's making noises over there. <laughs> I'll call him out. So, But I did th- I did find that's funny that they're just going to get a, get on a bus and go out to the middle of the yeah, desert. Yeah, no one had a problem. They're like, all right, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. So, so they drive out, drive out to the desert, stop at a diner, yep. enter Bill Maxwell. Yes. Right? Looking forlorn over a uh, cup of coffee and something. Maybe, did he have a plate in front of him with some food? I yeah, don't I know. Think he was he, I mean, he kind of looked like he was, you weren't sure, was he, had he been drinking? Was he just depressed? You didn't really know what was out, but he was in there and that's when they all come in and the kids are kind of, especially Tony, he's kind of a Tony. to him. He's like, yeah. hey, uh, what, are, what are you looking at me for? You like the way I look? That's pretty good. Yeah, was it? It's almost, it's almost here rocky, but that's good. I like that. <laughs> you know, I used to do rocky. <laughs> but I, I, I did find that. Um, uh, Here's another, 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 not to interrupt, but a, a no. piece of that. So he, he, he confronts the FBI guy for looking at him, right? right. Eyeballing him. Right. And he pulls a switchblade on him. 
Right. And that you know, he's an FBI guy. He whips out a gun. So he's right, like, like super he's, quick. He's like, got the draw. He's yeah. Bill Maxwell on yeah. the draw. And then the teacher takes away the knife. End of story. Like <laughs> the kid, the kid getting a draw. He, he doesn't well, he get even, arrested. Well, he even says, "If I take any more of these away from you, something like he's going to open up a shop in Mexico or something." Right, right. Yeah, in Tijuana. Tijuana. Yeah. Right. yeah. So. <laughs> I'm just thinking at my kid's high school today, if someone pulls a knife, it doesn't, it, it's going to make the news. Right. right. And it doesn't matter if lockdown, quote unquote, special ed. Thing, which, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I did find it funny. Damn it. I thought I had took, taken the sound sample of this, but I did not. But I did. His line, when Tony starts talking to him, of Bill Maxwell, like, if you're looking for trouble, you just found the West Coast distributor. Yeah, that was, that was I <laughs> now, might use that sometime. I will say one of the things that I always remembered about this show and I actually enjoyed was the Bill Maxwell clip quips, I should say. He, it was kind of from like, these were like almost like 70s things. Like people like, hey, this is the fuzz. You know, like it was always like that. I don't know. It was like still kind of back in those days, which really wasn't that. Because what, what year was this? Like 82 or 81? Like 80. Yeah. For yeah. But I don't know. I just, I just. The way he just said that, if you're looking for trouble, you just found the West Coast distributor. I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah, but I, you know, like, yeah, Max was super fast in the draw. Yeah, so that was pretty Max cool. Well, just not Max. Yeah, well, like, you're tight, so you can say that. Yeah, that's 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 what I call him. All right. So after he pulls a switchblade and has no consequences, um, it seems like they load back on the bus and hit, hit, hit the road to the desert. It's suddenly nighttime. Right. They left in the morning. Right. So how long is this field trip going to be? Where are they? I mean, they're in California. Right. I mean, it, it, they're wearing coats, so it might be winter. But still, you're thinking sunset's probably like five something. School's well over. Yeah. Yeah. And what was he going to show them at night? He never still ever said we going to show them with the no. stars. I, you know, guys, see, you seem to be uh, troubled students. So I want to show you your place in the universe. <laughs> Look at all these stars. You're just one little insignificant little dust, this speck of dust or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe show them where some mobsters or Right, exactly. Like, this could be um, your future if you don't straighten Right. Out. Yeah, yeah. Here's where Jimmy Hoffa's buried. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that's when the, they start having trouble with the van, right? That's yeah, yeah. The, the, the radio out and, sparks up and smokes. Right, and, right. And, oh, and I did want to mention, I was telling you this we were, before we recorded, we were – you know, watching a little bit of it. Um, the one guy, Siler, I think his name was. Um, the one guy that was always fighting with Tony. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, these are special eds or whatever. They were bad kids, I guess, right? That's what they're supposed to be. But I will say he did make something of himself because he did become a Supreme Court justice on the TV show Scandal. I knew he looked familiar. Oh, wow. And my wife always watches that. I'm like, that's oh, right. Yeah. Obviously, he's done other stuff between that. But anyway. Cool. That's cool. So, yeah, so the van is all of a sudden not working, and that's when Ralph just leaves him alone. <laughs> like, hey, troubled teenagers, <laughs> stay here in the desert at night while I walk and look for help. Yeah, I saw something, uh, what do you say, two miles back, one mile back. I'll be right back. Don't worry. I'm sure there's nothing on this desert that's going to attack you or me. We'll be fine. <laughs> right. And I'm sure they're all just going to stay right there, too, right? Because they're troubled teens that listen to authority. And so he he hits the road, starts walking, and um, finds I, 
another road or maybe he's on the same road. I'm not sure. I think he was supposed to be walking along that road. Yeah. Okay. So he kind of veered off it in the, the van. Yeah. So the, so a car starts coming. It's like swerving right. all over the road. Like from a mile away, you can see this car swerving. Right. So as anyone would do, he goes out into the middle of the road <laughs> and tries to flag it down. Exactly. Um, you see a car being driven by a maniac. Maybe he will help me. Yeah. <laughs> Even this guy that can barely keep the car on the road should take me back <laughs> to go get some gas or whatever. And bring me back to these kids that are waiting yeah, exactly. for me. It sounds like a good plan. But who did it turn out to be? Uh, it's turned out to be Bill Maxwell, FBI, yeah. DUI. Right. So I'm not really sure. What well, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, was he drunk? You right. know, but all of a sudden, because he gets out and he's like stumbling around at first. Uh, I don't know what's wrong. There's something wrong with the car. And for whatever reason, yeah, he has his gun right. in his hand already. And Ralph just takes it and chucks it in the <laughs> desert. Oh, I thought those were the keys. No, I think. Oh. Was he, it his gun? No, because he eventually had the keys. So he started the car again. Yes. I was no, like, how did he get the keys gun. back? No, because he even said, and that's when he, I thought he was drunk because he was still in the car. He's like, duh, that's my favorite pistoli or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he sounded like he was drunk. I don't know. Maybe he had a concussion. Did he hit his head on the steering wheel? No, and he crashed? I, don't I don't know. know. But that's when he thought there was something wrong with the car. And then he seemed fine. So I don't know. Maybe there was an edit there where they're like, okay, play it drunk, Max. Or and, Bill. and then they changed their mind. And then they like, changed their mind. I don't know. It did, it was, yeah, it was confusing. Yeah. It, it, it seemed like he was drunk. Right. Um, and then that's when the lights appeared in the sky. Mm-hmm. Which uh, it, I want to say for for the time, for television, I thought the spaceship effects were not bad. No, no, exactly. And this was what would you say early eighties. So this yeah. was not long after Close Encounters. We still had the big UFO craze kind of going on, yeah. right? So this is like the perfect reason to have a special suit to come down, right? You know, you get superpowers just from some dude dropping a suitcase to you, right? Right. But we'll get back to that. But anyway, yeah. So, but I did, I did make make a mention of the fact that. They show the bright lights, right? right. Kind of reminiscent of Close Encounters when right. Richard Dreyfuss is it, but they didn't get sunburned from it. So That's true. Yeah. So that was, and then it good. just turned out to be one spaceship. Right. Exactly. But, well, yeah, because at first there were those two little like, two balls. balls two balls. They were like those um, plasma balls that people right. would have yeah, when you put exactly. your hands on them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. those floating around. Yeah. And that's then, exactly uh, what they look like. Then it was like a real, just a solid spaceship. Right. And they got us scared and they jumped in the car because they were going to save them. Right. And the doors locked. Right. You couldn't unlock And then for them. some reason, Hitler was on the radio. Because <laughs> 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 they were playing like little, I don't know what that was supposed to be, but I'm like, I think it was Hitler. I don't know what it sounded like. I didn't catch that. Yeah. It was some some old German speech that I thought was maybe him. But I was like, why are they doing this if they don't want them to be afraid? Because they even said, you know, don't, you know, you will not be afraid or you don't be afraid or whatever. I'm like, well, don't give them Nazi Germany talk if you don't want them to be afraid. (laughs) And then what would be more terrifying to me is that his friend gets on the radio, right? Right. Hey, it's John. I'm in hey. a spaceship. Yeah. Hey, I'll be, I'll be right down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, so he comes down to talk to them and he walks up to the window and, you know, they're not about to roll down the window because this is like in the desert. Right. There's right. Like, he's got blood all over him. Well, at first I didn't even notice that. I'm like, so, I mean, he even says he's, at one point he says he's dead, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. They found him six hours later. He said, are you okay? Up. He's like. I'm dead. <laughs> so that's a no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's what I was I'm like. So is he a zombie? What is he? You know? And I did like how when they talk away at the end, I know I'm just going to have a little bit. 
He's like, I have a better life up here. I'm like, well, you'll have a life. Otherwise, <laughs> you're not going to have any. Given your options, <laughs> it's probably a better choice than just laying dead in the desert. Right, exactly. But uh, I, I, I never explain. I don't really understand why they picked Ralph. You know, because they said Ralph has to wear the suit. It's only going to work for him, right? Right, right. If he doesn't use it in two weeks, it, it disintegrates. disintegrates. Yeah. Right, right. So it's like Mission Impossible, I guess. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't want to jump ahead because we, fine. we, we may hit this at some point in the future. Yeah. But I do remember an episode in the future where um, they the, – so Ralph and, and Bill Maxwell, they come across – Another pair of guys that used to have the suit. Oh, I don't remember and, and that. They, and, they, and they get it taken away from them at some point. Oh, so, so we're gonna have to watch that. One. Yeah, so that you got to find out what episode that is. That will be interesting. It. Okay, yeah. yeah, I don't remember that at all. Something um, to look forward to. Yeah, no, exactly. And I do, I do. Basically, it's their job to save the planet, so like Captain Planet, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. So, the, so the guy tells them basically, John, the dead guy. That his name was John. I his remember. name was John. I didn't it write was it down. a fellow FBI agent. Um, so he tells Bill, you guys got to take this. You got to do this. The suit's going to give you unhuman or unearthly powers. Right. And, you know, except, except this, you know, you need to save the world. Yeah. So, you know, based on that information, the guy pops the trunk by a wave of his hand, which you can do when you're dead. Right. Well, he's not just dead. And an alien. I'm not, yeah. He's so, like got alien powers now. I don't know. Yeah. So, know so he pops the trunk, throws throws the box in, uh-huh. and tells him there's instructions there, and he, he's gonna go. So he he goes right. Right. I did like how he's like, I'll just put this in the trunk. They're like, uh, sure, go ahead, because we're not opening these doors. <laughs> um, yeah. So then basically, <laughs> Bill just drives off. He's like, see you later, dude. Yeah. So I'm not going to bother reporting this to anybody because we're going to be put in an asylum, basically. Yeah, because Bill was probably drinking, lost his gun, and the strange thing happened. Yeah, I don't know if he was. It's it's hard to say. Well, yeah, he's definitely not going to want to report it or report it because he lost his gun in the desert. What happened? I don't know. Some teacher took it from me. So Ralph takes a look at the instruction book, puts it back in, decides, hey, I'm going to head back to the bus. Everything should work now. The Mm -hmm. aliens are gone. Right. And then immediately the instruction manual falls out, which is the entire premise of the show. He's got this suit with these awesome capabilities, but he doesn't know how to harness them. Uh Um, So he walks back to the bus. Kids are all waiting for him, right? And they took the carburetor apart, but... (laughs) Are they throwing matches down? I don't know. I mean, I know... know That's like a way that, like, if you're having a problem with the car, it's like you're supposed to pour gas in it or whatever to help ignite or whatever. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Match, I don't know much about cars, but I don't know. We just keep dropping them down there. I'm like, that doesn't sound like a good thing. Because like, they're like, hey, we've been in auto shop all our high school lives. <laughs> we know what we're doing. <laughs> I actually like when you talk like that. That's Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to start talking like that all the time. I'm Italian, you know, so I, I'm allowed. Easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, so this brings me to a point that you okay. and I talked about before watching the show, we were talking about, hey, let's do Greatest American Hero for you know our, our second episode. Mm-hmm. And we got on the topic of the symbol on the shirt. Mm-hmm. And so Ralph opens the box, you know, to take a quick look at what's inside. You can see the symbol. And, you're talking about when he's at his house, yeah. And, and I was thinking, hey, 
it's been clear to me since 1981 <laughs> that this is a bird of some type. I'm, right. I'm sure. Yes. Um, so when I saw it, I'm like, yeah, it's a bird. Argument one, it's a bird. And and Mike F said, this looks like some kind of uh, Chinese symbol. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little research on this. Okay. What did your, what did your research show you? So I look it up. And the first thing I see is that it resembles the Chinese symbol for center. Right. And not only does it oh, resemble it, it's spot on. <laughs> it's like, it, that's what it is. Right. So I read a little history about how they came up with the symbol. Mm-hmm. And they say that, I don't know if it was the creator of the show or somebody had a pair of scissors on Stephen their desk. Stephen J. Cannell. No. Thank you. And he, <laughs> he picks up the scissors and says, oh, here's your symbol. Right. So... I'm like, okay, maybe that's maybe that's it. So I go back and look at it. I cannot see how this resembles a scissors at, at all. Did he have some funky craft scissors? Maybe he was into crafting. But if you look up the Chinese symbol for center, mm-hmm. it is exactly that's that, that's exactly what it is. Maybe he had. Maybe it was like a gift someone gave him, uh, and it actually was that. It sounds coincidental. You know who Stephen J. Cannell? I mean, Stephen J. Cannell did a ton of these shows in this era. He was like he. So we're talking about the music guy. He did the same ones. Rock for Files, A-Team, yeah. 21 Jump Street, wow. The Commish. The Commish. But uh, yeah, no, I yeah, I knew who he was right away. But anyway, yeah, it's, he also had the famous uh, ending where he would be typing. Oh, and pull the yeah, paper out of the typewriter. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at the symbol now. It's there, There's no doubt in my mind that's where it, where it came from. Maybe, so, yeah. And I guess it makes sense. Maybe. Not maybe to, the scissors seems like a made-up story someone came across. But, right, exactly. So I'm disappointed uh, to be wrong. Yeah, for years. <laughs> That's fine. So anyway, uh, we'll say they get back home right after Rhonda basically says that she's in love with Bill, and he's like, "Dude, lady, you know you're a high schooler. I'm a teacher. It's never going to work." Actually, it doesn't say it like that, but she got really pissed. But anyway, yeah, uh, they never really. Obviously, that was just. Uh, high school crush, I guess. Whatever, whatever. Get back to the house. Introduce some tension. Yeah. And <laughs> that's when his, uh, the babysitter comes out. She's like, oh, yeah. oh you're late. We, you know, obviously they didn't have cell phones. And I was like, oh, he has a kid? Right. And then, but then she said, you didn't know. She's like, oh, it's 11 o'clock. I was worried. You said you'd be back at six. They were in the desert, getting to the <laughs> desert at six. <laughs> so she, he was lying to her the whole time. Oh, man. And but so yeah, that, mean, that means those kids didn't get home until like 1130 at right. night. I'm, school night. I'm sure their parents didn't care. Oh, clearly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, like you said, I didn't remember that he had a kid either. But it, it does set up a premise with him meeting Pam. Right. Pam, the, the attorney. Right. Exactly. Played by <laughs> Connie Selica. Former model. And, <laughs> but I did. So one thing I want to mention real quick before we get to Connie Selica. But um, not really. But I, I don't know if you noticed when he went to go check on his kid. On his dress. I know you're not going to notice this. But on his nightstand. You know, we had his toys. One of the things he had on his nightstand was that monkey with the symbol. I did. That was like from Close Encounters. Of their <laughs> the only <laughs> reason I noticed that <laughs> is because my, my boys, like they like to make these like home movies or like independent movies. I mean, they're just kids. No, I know but, they, saying, yeah. but they need, they wanted these props. And one of the props they wanted was that monkey. Oh. So they had a hard time finding the actual monkey with the Symbols. Yeah, it's probably been made in 30 years. So they they found it, though, so I have it. See, I thought that was like a little... I thought that was a callback. Yeah. Not a callback, but like a... a, Just kind of a tie. Yeah, a tie in like... Yeah. I don't know. 
that's what I thought. <laughs> but anyway, so we're talking about Connie, so I'll leave it at that. But so Ralph's wife that's divorcing him is like a supermodel. Exactly. And wow. And then, like, like, then his rebound <laughs> is Connie Sullivan. Right. Exactly. Um, and our wives are going to be listening. Yeah, so, but we were 13 back then. But I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. clearly it's. The inside that counts, right? And that, and like you mentioned, we're watching that he's a, in the morning. His boys watching Super Friends, and did you see that part where DC was trying to stop the show from going on? They were trying to because they thought it was they were trying to um, say there was too similar to Superman. Oh no, I didn't see that. And <laughs> basically, the judge is like, he's not going to be confused with Superman. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's crashing into walls. And stuff like that. So, yeah. which I found it funny then that they ended up using DC stuff. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't think they were trying to jab them, but I think they're no, just, no. They're like, see, look, we're little fair all, use law. We're all, yeah. yeah, we're all nice here. That's right. One hero to another. Well, when I did notice, I don't know if you caught this, but when they're watching and there's kids watching that show, Superman says one of his typical lines. He's like, you know, truth and justice for all mankind, and like. And Ralph kind of looks at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. notice that? I'm like, wow. Yeah. Breaking yeah. down the fourth wall. Yeah. That was, that was, yeah. I was wondering how the whole Superman thing tied in. You know, how they were I think, yeah, that, I think that might have been why. I think that was, I don't know, maybe a little the, saying, hey, the, we won our court case, so we're going to do this show. Yeah. So then, oh, then Maxwell shows up at the school, right? Right. Yeah, like because he meets was it the principal or assistant principal? Yeah, so the, the principal's waiting in the parking lot. <laughs> hey, uh, there's a drunk man in the bathroom throwing up, waiting for you. Does this have anything to do with your desert visit <laughs> in the middle of the night? Yeah, I'm not going to call the police, and it's okay that we leave him up there. It's right. Some, yeah, some I'm sure he's fine. Up. He didn't show any ID, but don't worry about right. it. Right, <laughs> we're okay with that. So yeah, back you know in the 80s, you're, you know we were all safe in school with with. Principal's watching out for us. Right, we're not going to do that. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, that so that makes me think Maxwell was like he made some comment like he hasn't had a drink in. Wait, so he hasn't been drunk in ten years, right? Okay, That's what you were saying I, before, where he was drunk in the car. I don't think he was. I think he literally couldn't control it. Yeah, he he saw a bottle. Hinkley saw a bottle of whiskey in the garbage. Well, no, no, no. Then he did drink. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. the UFO. Because he's a by the book dude. Remember? That's right. He said, he's by I'm the by the book. Right. And then he, and another term he used during that was like, this bends my frame. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, just speaking of him, so he's got a couple of terms he throws around real loosely. Scenario, Scenario. I got and that rendezvous. Off. I got that. Oh, gosh, right here. Yeah. Because that's like one of the things I remember him saying scenario all the time. I had to probably look up that word when I, I was that age. I remember looking at that. <laughs> like, what does scenario mean? But yeah, that was his favorite word. And the way he would say it is like, What's the scenario? You know, like, yeah. I don't. I can't do him. Yeah, you know, I can only do Tony. Yeah, um, that's, that's enough. That's yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So they talk, decide they like make up and decide to partner. Kinda, up, yeah, but, sort of well, in a tense like, way. We'll meet you in a couple days. Yeah. You know, I got shit I got to do. I got to meet my you know lawyer to make sure my kid doesn't get taken away by my ex supermodel girlfriend. Wife, yeah. Right. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, but then I yeah like my question is, you know, when he he says then that I lost. Uh, the suit or the instruction manual for the suit, right? Oh yeah. So they were in the desert. They knew where they were. They never they went back. Retraced no, right. I mean, what they they think like a coyote went and took it away. I think he even said like it's a mile of road. <laughs> yeah, like no. 
That doesn't <laughs> seem too bad. No, exactly. You know exactly where you were. Uh, maybe not exactly, but you can probably figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. But again, we wouldn't have a show. Shouldn't have right. the details. This is the kind of well, thing that always comes yeah. to my wife. So you just got to assume at this point that they did go back and find it. Or, yeah, or they, at least they thought about it. So, right. uh, yeah. So where does that bring us in the show now? Um, basically, they've kind of cut to the point where he's leaving the school now to go meet for the lawyer. Oh, for the lawyer, right. Yeah, exactly. So he's got a court date. Right, and that's when they show like a van following him. Yeah, like, a very inconspicuous, a- yeah. bright blue van with custom windows <laughs> and shiny mad wheels. I'm surprised it didn't have like a dragon painted on the side of it or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then there's like... And, and he like, doesn't notice. Well, right. Well, you know, he's a teacher. Who is he going to be following him? But so he's like, oh, no, there's a traffic jam. So they show like one jackknife truck and like two cars. He's like, I'm never going to make it. Right. But then he's able to go around it. I'm like, well, you're free and clear now. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't you just keep driving? Right. But instead he ends up in some junkyard parking lot or something. Yeah. You like pull over at a <laughs> gas station. and Well, he was going to make a phone call. That's right. The same oh, yeah. As he'd be yeah. But then the phone didn't work. Right. So then he, he decides, I'm going to try the suit on right. in the bathroom or the gas station. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, and he pulls all his paper towels out because he doesn't want to touch the disgusting bathroom. I love it. <laughs> Which, granted, I'd be the same way because I wouldn't want to use it. But <laughs> why he could have just changed in like the back of his station wagon, really, just laid on the floor back That's there. That's true. Because you know? he did have that Chevy Chase vacation style station wagon. Right. The big, those big room. station wagon. Yeah. He could have just laid down and no one's going to see him. Yeah. But he does. And then what happens then? Then uh, the, someone walks in on him as he's like straightening his cape and right. a, a man and his son and they're, the, the father's all freaked out. And right. The Which, kid thinks it's why? pretty cool though. I mean, tell. the guy, the dad like was acting like he was going to murder them. No, right. Just because he was dressed in a costume. I mean, I mean he was, yeah, it was, it was like, overboard. Yeah, that he's like out there, like yelling, "You think this is normal?" And he's, like, so, he's so concerned the cops. that he he doesn't notice his kid wanders off into the alley. <laughs> yeah, he's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like I was because all of a sudden this kid's like out in the middle watching Ralph trying to take <laughs> off. I'm like, "Where is your?" He's like, "My dad's calling cops." Well, why doesn't he have you in his yeah, hands? Right. <laughs> if he's so concerned about you, exactly, he's he should be keeping you away from me at this point. Right, exactly. But at least he gave him good tips on how to yeah. take off. So the kid, the kid basically taught Ralph how how to fly. Mm-hmm. So at least how to take off. Right. And so he got him off the ground, and he flew yes. a couple blocks. It seems like. Yes. And he he crashed, and, yeah. and knocked himself unconscious, which I didn't think could happen. Well, I guess his head's not protect. Again, we get we go back to the six million dollar man episode where he said they should have given him a helmet for what he was running. Yeah, right. right. Maybe they should have. Maybe Ralph should have had a helmet. Maybe. But I think if he puts his hands out, or a, a yeah, because like when he gets when they go to shoot him, remember he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. So maybe, so maybe his face is his weak point or his head. Maybe I or know. yeah, I don't know. But he definitely got a concussion. Yeah, yeah. and that's when the cops. Well, first the van pulls up, right? Van pulls the up, guy, takes pictures. Right, the guy looks Polaroid. like Larry Bird. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's what I thought. Like Larry Bird comes out of it. And then once he started taking pictures, then it clicked, oh, this has got to be some guy trying to. I could have. I didn't. I think it was just. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, these shows, this is what they do. They always have a PI following guy trying to get dirt on them so they can get uh, 
the kid taken away. Right. Although he's a school teacher, so what did they? What did he really expect to be seeing him do? Like this guy doesn't know he has a suit. No, oh, right. And he's well, following he, him. Like he does now. Well, do you know he goes out to Burger King every day <laughs> and spends three dollars and doesn't give his kid anything? Uh, you know what does he expect the school teacher to go do? I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to find out, but he got some good dirt on him. Yeah. And then the cops come and take him away. I don't believe him, right? And I did notice that one of the cops, I'm like, this guy looks familiar. Of course, I didn't write his name down. But he was in Tales of the Gold Monkey. Remember that show? You ever watch that show? Nah. Okay. Black Sheep Squadron. You ever watch that one? Nope. Okay. Also in Magnum P.I. Okay, Not a yeah. regular. So he was the guy. I'm pretty sure he was the guy. Remember when Tom. Uh, Tom. <laughs> Tom Tom's Selleck. Selleck. I'm a Tom will be calling I'm a, you. <laughs> I'm a close personal friend. <laughs> when Magnum like keeps seeing this guy, like they thought was dead, he thought he was losing his mind because they thought he died in oh, yeah. Vietnam. Yeah, Vaguely. that was him. And he ends up being like on the show, like somewhat regular. But anyway, okay. But um, again, that's yeah. So the cops take him away because they don't believe him, and he doesn't, of course, have his wallet because he dropped his pants. But I love how he tells everybody who he is. Right, so he's like a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Ralph Hinckley. I'm a high school school teacher. And, yeah, uh, here's um, my address. Uh, and this suit is the only thing that gives you power, so you don't steal it. <laughs> yeah, so his, his secret identity is kind of... Uh, he's, given, he's given up too much information, I think. I don't know, right. But. but even then, um, he even says later to Pam, he's like, you know, hey, just think. You're one step up on Lois Lane. She didn't know who Clark Kent was. Right. So... Anyway. So he's like Iron Man where everyone knows who he is. But I guess, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so basically he gets pulled into the hospital. And that's when he gets his first vision, right? That's when he sees Bill yes. being taken away. And Yeah, I, I mistook that for x-ray vision at first. Oh, I thought he was seeing through the wall. Right. You know, it was like a premonition. Or yeah, kind of like a you know, spidey sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe that's why DC was going yeah. to too. Now, the, the graphics there were very cartoonish. but Right. And I don't think that particular thing got much better. Yeah, probably not. You know, I don't think that. I don't know. Um, oh, and we did mention this. I, I don't know why it's, we have it written down here, but we were talking about this a little while ago when we were watching it. Um, but the iTunes version is, so that's probably the official version, I would think. Right. We noticed the music during the show was definitely not the music that was originally on the show because it was it, really weak. It was almost, it was obvious. Right. Really. And so when we were watching it on So we YouTube, So we checked YouTube. Right. For, and we found probably the original right. version. And it had, instead of this, I didn't look up who played the music on the sh, on the sh, iTunes show. Right. Um, I don't, yeah. I didn't but know. on YouTube it was. why would we look at the credits? They played Help Me Rhonda was right. one song. Yep. Which got replaced in the iTunes version. Right. And then what was the other one? Uh, Space Oddity, when they go Major Tom. Oh, Major Tom, Tom. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Space Oddity, yeah. Yeah. So, and obviously they probably just, either they didn't want to pay for the rights or they couldn't get on one of the two, which happens a lot in those TV shows. Yeah, um, not, a big, not a big impact to the, to the beginning yeah, of the show. But. Yeah, I guess not, but... <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, when we do later episodes, maybe they were able to get it for other episodes. Yeah, but if you do watch the iTunes version... It's going to jump out at you, I think, that these songs yeah, are they, they, out of they place. don't fit. Right. Totally. Um, so then, at what? They end up at the compound, the skinhead. Right. Which at first cult. reminded me of the house from, um, remember, 
uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Kind of remember Victor Maitland's place, right? It kind of yeah. reminded me of that. I don't think it, was it was a cool hop. Like their compound was pretty cool. Well, it was weird. I'm like, so is this guy a guy's house or like a church or a dungeon? Because like it has those like concrete stairs going down to like yeah. cellar. That was really concrete weird. balcony. It was really cool looking. Though, I thought. Well, I'm just saying for like actual house, it was kind of weird. But yeah, that's where he ends up, and they he somehow figures out that's where he is, and that's where he starts. Remember when he, the guy starts shooting at him, and that's where he starts running fast. You hear like train noises. Oh yeah, yeah. and like even when he stops, it's like a train stopping. Yeah, <laughs> and then they show like smoking footsteps in the in the ground from where. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So like he actually like. I don't know. He's running so fast, he broke the concrete, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, so he, he, gets, he breaks through the wall. Took a couple of tries. Just, you know, he's just learning. But that time, he didn't get concussion. Remember, he holds his head for a second, and he just gets right back up. Yeah. He goes in with his shoulder. And that's when he breaks in and uh, saves... Uh, saves Maxwell, right? Right, exactly. And that's... <laughs> one, of the, <laughs> one of the first uh, things that kind of cracked me up when uh, Maxwell spoke... Uh, he breaks in and he sees him and... Look at you, a long johns and a cake! Look at you, a long johns and a cake. And just the way he said it even, it was like, he was so excited. I, I don't know, it, was, it cracked me up. I don't know why. It probably wasn't that big of a deal. I love I love hearing Maxwell talk. I, just got I know, totally. He's, he's a good so, All right, so speaking of him and his comments, mm -hmm. so we talked about Connie Selica. Right. Um, so... It, in the first episode, we talked about Bionic Man and how you know the nurse maybe was mistreated a little bit. Right. And then in this in this episode, Maxwell is making all these comments to her. I just jotted a few down. Now, like I have one too. Throughout his appearance, he's calling her, you know, "Hey, gorgeous, uh -huh. sweetheart, honey." Uh -huh. But at one point, he calls her a feminist or says, "You're probably a feminist." And then, and then he says, you're, you're a female. You're too pretty to be an attorney. Mm -hmm. like, like, where's the correlation? Who are you? Pam Davidson, my attorney. This is Bill Maxwell. We're in the superhero business together. Hello. What attorney? You're too pretty. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, you can't be good looking and be an attorney because, you know, the prosecuting attorney on the other side is going to get distracted That's by the right. baby. That's right. There's no such thing as pretty <laughs> attorneys. I know. Um, but again, he's from a different time. True. Although this was probably pretty. But she didn't cool. protest at all. Which you know, I think she today, did some eye rolling type stuff. Yeah. But yeah, she didn't. Yeah, but. But I think today, in today's version, you would see a oh, little reaction of a lot of pushback. She would have decked him, um, and rightfully which she should have. Right, <laughs> you right. Don't get me wrong. Exactly. And speaking of that, so. Probably we're going to save this to the end, but they are making a uh, a reboot oh, yeah, of this. Right. Uh, is that a TV show or a movie? I, I believe it's going to be TV. Okay, I, I, I haven't seen for sure, but yeah, and it is going to be a, um, a female lead being the greatest American hero. Do you have her name? Uh, let me look and see if I have it here. It was I thought it was Hannah. Something. I do. Um, the suit will be done by Mira, oh. an Indian American woman, actress Hannah Simone. Okay, Hannah. Was cast as the lead. Right, yeah. I'm not sure who she is, but, you know, I, I thought I saw she was on New Girl, maybe, or something like that. But it'd be interesting to see. I'm kind of excited to see what, when it's going to come out. And I don't even know who's doing the show or anything. So it's, be good. it's always good to get a reboot of one of your favorite shows. Oh, yeah. Just, you know. So here's I mean, the we got what? Roseanne that's out now. We got uh, Will and Grace. But those shows have even been gone that long. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been a long time. 
but not as long <laughs> as this. <laughs> but uh, it's funny because our first show featuring Six oh, Million yeah. Dollar Man mm-hmm. is going to be a reboot. Right. With, uh, well, that's going to be, yeah. Six, six billion dollars. Right. Like a yeah, cost yeah, of inflation, you know. And then, uh, and then this. So yeah, there's these are classics that are you know destined for for reboots. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. So we talked about Bill. Yeah, uh, and this is when basically they start talking about what they're going to do with the suit. And you know, Bill Maxwell wants to end the Cold War with it. Basically, <laughs> right? <laughs> he's going. He's going full throttle. Right. Exactly. And you know, I guess he's just going to take out every nuclear sub. It's kind of like. Uh, <laughs> We never saw. It was a terrible movie. Superman: The Quest for Peace was like the last one, and that was his whole thing. He took all the nuclear weapons away. But this was after this show came out. But anyway, wow. um, oh, so he, a couple couple notes tying back to yeah. um So he decides to go to the to the compound where the bad mm-hmm. guys are. Mm-hmm. He has the troubled students from his class watch his kids. Right. Right. So they're like, exactly. he's like, come over. Watch my kids, right? Or my kid, right? And he leaves them with these people, right? And that's when Tony walks up, right? He sees yes. him and is like, "Hey, I don't like this guy. This guy's bad news." That's right. And then Bill Maxwell comes back. How's your draft status, kid? You all registered and everything? Hey, I like him now. This guy is grade A government beef here. <laughs> How's your draft? Yeah, Tony knows how to backpedal. <laughs> Hey, uh, you okay now? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's you know, pull a gun on him, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Put him in his place, and but yeah, that's right. I mean, that's I mean, who else? You know, I don't know why the PI is not there taking a picture of these guys watching the kids. Yeah, but. that's probably worse than wearing a Superman <laughs> costume. But um, so he leaves him with the kids, goes to the the skinhead compound. I keep calling it that. That's not accurate. No, they were like. Some kind See, of it was weird because at some point it was something like they were like a religious cult. But it was it was like a front almost. Like right. A religious exactly. cult. I, I guess because this guy wanted to get this other guy to be president, right? The, yeah, right. They were trying to get the vice president into the president's slot. Right. I, somehow, I don't know why. It wasn't really clear. That was obviously like there, the C story of this, right? Yeah, you got the A yeah. story with the suit, the B story with the kid and uh, him losing his kid. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it wasn't even a D story. I don't even know. Oh, yeah, it was like something they just needed some vague right. story to Something kinda... big, but yeah, they didn't need to exactly. know too much about it. Um, so, yeah. So, he does everything he can, right? There's uh, The president's coming in. They somehow lure the president to right. come to this compound. Right. He's flying in in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Ralph flies up to, like, <laughs> deter them from coming. And this is the line that saves the president's life. Get out of here, dummy. (laughs) That's great, right? Look, there's a guy flying at your helicopter holding a lantern. (laughs) Why are you still trying to land here? But I guess they were going to shoot him, I guess. So they aborted the mission. Right. And everybody was saved. And all of a sudden, the cops just start showing up. I guess Bill called them. I don't know. Maybe he found a phone. Not sure. Not sure what happened. Yeah, so he, so he saves the day, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Hey, you better get out of here, right, or whatever." So, right. So he flies away, and they then the theme song plays. Right. That's I don't when know. they started playing it. Yeah. That's what I noticed too. And it, that did become a recurring theme where he would, they would stop whatever was going on and be like, "You got to get out of here now." Like, okay, 
And Bill, remember, Bill would always tell the, the criminal, like, hey, if you want to tell the cops that this guy here in a red suit <laughs> flew in and stopped you, that's your business, but right. I would recommend you don't. <laughs> right. Right. Even said in this episode, he's like, yeah. Luckily, they wrote them all off as wackos. Or, you know, for right. Yeah, exactly. Man. That's kind of what happened. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. and then they what? They meet up later. What's basically he shows up at the school again, at the gym, to like make their plan. He's like, hey, right? But then he basically said, okay, we're not going to bother doing the, the Cold War stuff anymore. Right. You know, you guys made sense. But oh, we, wasn't that in the desert? No, they, that was. They met in the desert. Yeah, you're right. Like, hey, we I'm haven't sorry. had enough trouble in the you're desert. Right. I'm thinking of him back on here. That's right. They meet up in the desert for whatever reason for right. some covert mission. Remember because Bill's flashing the lights at him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's trying to be all like secretive and by Right, the exactly. And that's when the ship comes back. So the ship comes back. Somehow to, they knew they were gonna be there too. So like congratulate them. Right. So good right. job, guys. You guys did way all right. To, way to do it. Um try out this new <laughs> skill invisibility. Right. And they're like, what? Oh gosh. And they're so, like, that's, that's like when a, they say basically they lost the instruction manual with the things already going away. Yeah, it flies. Yeah, and they're like, oh crap. So I guess we can be invisible. I don't know. But yeah, and that's basically the end, right? Because then that's, that's when I was talking about. I was, I was messing that up. It was Tony and Ralph met up at the gym. And yeah, they were kind, of talking, kind of made up saying, you know, Tony's like, hey. Oh, in the locker room, right. You're pretty good, you know, that's fine. Not you know? too bad. And then, I don't know why I have written down, someone says something about a teenage lunatic asylum. <laughs> I think that must have been Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing, right? I don't have anything on that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> I wrote it down, but I don't remember what it was for. So it had to have been important. Whoever's listening, maybe you know if you watched it. But I did like at the end when they were doing the credits and they were doing the replaying the show and doing little freeze frames with like uh, they, oh, yeah, remember yeah. those that was like a thing back then. I'm yeah. Like, oh, man, they don't do that anymore. They don't yeah. really do anything. They just kinda of scroll the the credits up at like ninety miles an hour and you're supposed to somehow be able to figure out <laughs> who was who who was the key grip on that particular episode or whatever. Or like who did the songs. Yeah. But so yeah, that's, so that's that's basically it. That's when now they're going to team up and uh, yeah, somehow they, figure out the suit. They kind of agreed to take on more local, right. smaller cases to start things out. Right. And, um, Bill's going to be the conduit, I guess, right? He'll get all the cases. Right. I guess he's never going to get assigned a partner. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> and, I don't know how, you know, if they never found the guy's body, too. I don't know what they were going to say. In the, you know, yeah, obviously he, the FBI would be searching for him. So was that his partner? I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's what it's Because I think he even says something like, it was nice working with you. Yeah, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. he puts the thing in their trunk. <laughs> <laughs> or when he's walking away or whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, that wrap, kind of wraps up the first pilot episode. Um, when I was researching this pilot episode, um, I came across – it was called the pilot episode. But when I started watching it, it was the greatest American heroine. Um, I don't know if you came across that at all. So, it was a – a girl working with Bill Maxwell and she had, she was wearing the suit. Right. Well, I think that was supposed to be a reboot. Are you talking about that? This, it was like, I mean, after this is this like was in the eighties though. Yeah. No, no. It, oh, was, okay. it was like, after it was all ending, they were trying to bring it back as a, with a female. Oh, oh interesting. I did watch that once because occasionally they'll be on TV. But so that was after this all ended. Okay. I'd never seen that. And it, I guess no one ever picked it up. I just immediately it. stopped because I didn't want to ruin anything for Teacher. So wait, you saw that? Where did you see that? Um, At the end of the iTunes thing? When you were watching, it was, you uh, watching the episode? 
Not on iTunes. Oh, I you were just researching. Yeah, oh, I was okay. just researching. I, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. No, yeah. that's what I remember from that. That's what it is. It's interesting. Yeah, they were going to try to do that back then, but did that air ever? I don't know. Interesting. But I think, right. like, if you get the box set, <laughs> if you can find it, I think it might be in that. Um, and and like I told you, so this way, if your wife's listening, there is a box set available. You know, you could buy it from Mike for Christmas. You could find the eBay. It comes with a cape. And oh, a cape. And, and the uh, instruction manual. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it probably doesn't actually say anything in it, but it probably lights up like yeah. it. So. But, that was uh, a cool box. The box yeah. the suit came in looked like a like an oversized Xbox kind of, but kinda, it was all shiny. Yeah, I liked it. the top popped up. You know, it's cool. sweet lit up a little bit. I like boxes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, that's the end of this episode, or the end of this particular show, The Greatest American Hero. Um, we we really haven't talked about what we're gonna. Yeah, we were trying gonna... to. We've been going back and forth. So you know what. Watch our Facebook page. We'll put it up there because we're, yeah, trying, to, there we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to decide. We're debating um, between a couple. Right. So the Facebook page is facebook.com slash I used to watch this. Uh, check that out. Um, we'll put links and stuff up there from this episode. We're still um, – and you'll see various links occasionally. But we'll also put up what we're going to do on there. Uh, check us out on uh, any podcast system you use, whether it be iTunes, uh, Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. We're on what else? Google Play. Google Play. Um, I tune in. I think tune in. We are on there. Tune in. We're on tune in now. Uh, eventually, maybe, hopefully, on if you use um, Spotify, but this, I don't think it's showing up there yet. But anyone you do, please, if you can, if you like the show, go ahead and give us a rating uh, and or a review. That's uh, helpful for other people to find it. And love your comments. So keep, yeah, keep the comments coming yeah. on Facebook and uh, or the website, Twitter, or website. Whatever. Oh, the website. Yeah, I used to watch this um, what else do we want to mention? Anything else? Um, Twitter. I used to watch this number yeah, two. I yeah. used to watch this with the number two. And we're on Instagram, but it's we're just trying to get that one going. But yeah. I used to watch this. We're at. I used to watch this and that as well with a, a TL. But I think that's it, right? I think that's it. Yep. Did this live up to your expectations? The show, Mike. Um, I think so. I was. I I really enjoyed rewatching this episode. <laughs> it brought and back a lot. What would be your uh, superpower? You would want. If you're gonna have it, from that you know show. that's tough to say. <laughs> it's tough to say. I don't know if I settle for just one. I'd want well, multiple. Hard. But, right, exactly. Um, you always, it's like getting three wishes from a genie. Yeah, you always want exactly. more. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, please come back and, uh, like I said, give us any ratings. Uh, again, I'm Mike Forgetto. I'm Mike Sullivan, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Thanks.